0: Welcome back, Bears fans, to another episode of the Chicago Audible. It's Tuesday, January 25th, right now, pretty much right after noon, so it's like lunch break, and the Bears have decided it's time to hire a new general manager, and as Ian uh, Rappaport has broke the news that the Bears are hiring Ryan Poles, the executive director of player personnel from the Kansas City Chiefs, to be the Bears' next general manager. I'm your host, Will I'm joined by Nicholas Moriano. Mason West is heading home from work right now, so he'll be on in about 10 to 15 minutes as we kind of break down this breaking news here today. And Nick, uh, I know the last time... All of us were on the show. Ryan Poles wasn't even on our radar, at least when I was on the show a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I know I've been under the weather the last few days here, still kind of am battling some things, but I'm excited to kind of talk through this GM hire with you. What is your initial gut reaction to this move? Does this excite you as a Bears fan uh, in terms of like the direction this team is going?
1: Well, I'll say this. I think hearing what everybody else has to say about Ryan Poles is what, should get Bears fans excited. You see Field Yates, who kind of retweeted the news that Adam Schefter also tweeted out about Ryan Poles. This isn't a good hire by the Bears. This is an incredible hire by the Bears. This franchise is in great hands with Ryan Poles leading the way going forward. So seeing how he is um, just kind of recognized around the league and being an up he's only 36 years old, Will. So a very young You know, guy that the Bears are looking to make, obviously make the new next general manager, but he finished his 13th season with the Kansas City Chiefs. And what's what I do like about Ryan Poles and I'll also get into some negatives in a little bit. But what I like about him is that in that 13 year tenure that he's had with the Kansas City Chiefs and you see the sustained success for the Chiefs and how they've become just a juggernaut over the years. He's worked under some really good general managers there that the Chiefs have had. You go to Scott Pioli from 2009 to 2012, and 2009 would have been Poles' first year with the Chiefs. This is a guy, Pioli, who had won three Super Bowls with the Patriots from 2001 to 2008. So you get a guy that has won Super Bowls, and now, hey, look, Ryan Poles is learning under under him and getting to get to know how he operates things. Um, obviously, Scott Pioli now is a media personality, but um, then you get the next general manager after him. You get John Dorsey from 2013 and 2017 for the Chiefs. And he had won two Super Bowls with the Packers prior to coming with the Chiefs. So there's Ryan Poles learning again how an organization can run from another successful GM. And obviously he was a Browns GM after that. And, um, you know, Detroit Lions senior personnel executive now currently. And then you got Brett Veach. And obviously the Chiefs and where they're at now is under Veach, who... Who came in 2017 to the current day won a Super Bowl and look are in the AFC Championship game hosting it what for the fourth straight time or some some crazy um, you know s- stat like that so that's what I think is really intriguing about Ryan Poles who again like I said is only 36 years old but he's been under some great great leaders in terms of trying to develop his own what he's going to bring into his philosophies and what he's going to bring to Chicago but I mean look the Bears. They just look to come to Kansas City to try to get certain things. Obviously, the last time they did with with Matt Nagy didn't quite work out, but they saw something in that organization, and they wanted to bring it here to Chicago to try to implement the success and recreate something that can be sustainable. And that's what I really like about Ryan Poles.
0: Yeah, so sustainability would be nice uh, here in Chicago, not just for a five to six year stretch, but you know, decade plus. And with his youth, his experience as well. Like you said, thirty six. So that means his experience started when he was only twenty three. So he's been, you know, someone who most of his adult life uh, has been in the executive side of football. You know, all the scouting that he did over there in Kansas City uh, did a good job. I know at Boston College he played offensive line. Uh, he's known to be a really good evaluator of offensive line men. So when you look at our our future and we know we need to protect justin fields that's priority number one he couldn't be the guy to go ahead and get that done i know we're excited about larry Bohr, tevin jenkins but that you know we have james daniels up for a contract center's a big question mark and cody white here's future too so this is a guy that can kind of help calibrate that front to help justin as among other things and wasn't he nick uh, an undrafted player and didn't the Bears sign him coming out of boston college
1: Yeah, so he was actually, um, yeah, he was signed, and then it was actually the 53-man roster cut, and this was in a uh, video interview with BuffaloPlus.com. He talked about that, really, this was the first time he dealt with failure, he said, when the Bears released him in 2008, and it came down to the wire, he said. Ryan Poles, he was cut down to the 53, didn't make the team, and he almost went into marketing. He wasn't even going to go into like being in the the NFL world. He almost went into marketing, but the opportunity came with Kansas City to be a part of that organization. You see where he's at now. This is a guy that previously had interviewed twice with Carolina for the Panthers GM job in 2021. So he—it's not just this year, you guys. Obviously, and only being 36, he's so young. But people have been seeing exactly what he's been all about. But yeah, he was on the Bears. Like, if I think if you can look, you can find his picture which is obviously a lot bigger at the time and he didn't make the cut, but yeah, he said that was the first time he dealt with failure. And so in that interview with um, Buffalo plus.com, this was before the chiefs said, we're going to play the Buffalo bills in the AFC championship game a year ago. He kind of talked about what he learned um, or what his, what he, his role was um, in just with the chiefs. And he assisted general manager and coach in building and maintaining a roster. That was his main responsibility. So, obviously say he does this through the draft and he oversees all the scouts around the country. And what his job is to do is get that information from all these different scouts. And then once he gets that information, he relays that in a presentation to the general manager and obviously Andy Reid, the head coach. So being able to communicate. And that was a big thing too. That's what he learned from being cut. He said that being cut, he there's like this sympathy that he has when that, then time unfortunately does come every single year is like, there's a lot of guys that lose their jobs, and he takes that very seriously. He's very sensitive about that. So he says he's really open and honest with players. And that, I think, is – we hear all this coach speak all the time with general managers, head coach, all the time when we go to press conferences. But in those, I think, very personal interviews, you're going to get the most – and the most authentic version of Ryan Poles, which I, I think as any, any person will really just um, appreciate – And because he had been on that other side of the situation being cut when that time comes when now the general manager for the Bears, he's going to give that same consideration for those guys that will be cut, um, you know, come the summertime. But that was something that I also kind of learned about him and how he kind of how he's kind of wired, how he works and, and things like that.
0: Yeah, I see this really good quote. Uh, You mentioned a communication. Uh, So he was asked, like, what works so well in Kansas City? He mentioned, you know, and I quote, it's communication. It's being on the same page with the coaching staff. I truly believe when your coaching staff and your personnel are working together and making decisions together, that they can have in-depth discussions and identify what they want, not only for a position group, but for the culture that coach wants. And I think you're on the right path. And I think that you can do damage in terms of acquiring players that represent what you want to be as an entire organization. And I really like that quote. And that gets me excited about Ryan Poles coming in here and establishing a culture. And even if the players here aren't exactly what he's setting out for, you know, he's going to have to find a coach that kind of embodies the same thing or at least has an idea of a culture that he likes. And then, you know, take a couple of seasons, but he believes that, you know, he can draft and acquire players through free agency to kind of embody a culture. We all know in Kansas City, they have one of winning. And in Chicago, it's not so much. So that's going to be his big challenge for Poles is finding the guys uh, to kind of establish that culture that he's looking for.
1: No, absolutely. And kind of the things that he learned under in those GM interviews, even a year ago that he kind of took into, obviously, what, what had happened today and just uh, the interviews that he got prior or after that. He said it was one of the bigger events in his life when he got interviewed by the Carolina Panthers in, in 2021. But... Um, so what he would have to do is like once you um, put down the like he would have to give a presentation to these general managers, right? And so once you put down the coaches, players you like the philosophies, he had to present this thing. And he said that gave him a lot of confidence that one, he can speak to another team's general managers and convey what he wants to convey in an articulate way, but it gave him confidence moving forward and obviously we saw that kind of take place and you know, happen to where it to his advantage and this um, interview with the Bears and well I don't know if you saw the video that's been circulating oh yeah with, with George, George? yeah George McCaskey going to pick him up at O'Hara airport and the sign I know a lot of people were wondering what is that what is that sign it's and I'm trying to pronounce it's uh, Caneg- Canegua is again his hometown and so in that sign that he has he, he's you know um, going to go pick up Ryan Poles from the airport and you know I think that Look, that I think him wearing what he wore, uh, George Mc has been under fire, I guess. But hey, he's he he's a fan. He literally said that in his last press conference, yep. so he definitely walked in there as a fan. But um, I think that definitely played, you know, just how he was able to take what he learned in his first time interviewing for Carolina, definitely helped him in this opportunity with the Bears. And he was supposed to meet with Minnesota after. That's this. exactly. I
0: was going to ask you, you like, isn't that great, right? Like the fact that we can take, if he was going to go to Minnesota and sign, like, of course he was interested in the Bears job. He's taking it. He wouldn't have been here uh, if not. But if we didn't get him in the building first, there's a chance that he goes to a divisional rival. So I like the aggressiveness. And again, I hate to use this word, Nick, because it, had, it stings from the previous regime. But the conviction to go out there and hire this guy uh, at the moment, because if he did go to Minnesota and they started building that winning culture and started establishing some success. And, you know, if you look big picture with Aaron Rodgers and Izzy out of Green Bay, this division's up for grabs. And if he goes to Minnesota and they become the new king of the north. Then we're going to look at this kind of like the Trubisky Mahomes thing all over again, like we picked the wrong guy or we weren't able to go get the right one. So maybe we did here in this regard and kind of stole something from the Vikings.
1: Yeah, and I've seen, I was reading, like, you know, just doing my research on Ryan Poles, and, you know, there are a lot of sites for the Vikings, just Vikings-oriented sites said, hey, this was their number one guy that they wanted to target. So to kind of not let that opportunity even happen for them, that should make you know i think bears fans feel good about what the bears were able to do again bring up that conviction that you you mentioned earlier will because that's what the bears showed right here and this was a committee full of five right bill Polian, tanisha wade soup campbell george mccaskey ted phillips that looked at ryan poles and liked the makeup of him and what he is about so that that i think should i give some confidence to bears fans that hey there's another organization the minnesota Vikings, are looking to recalibrate retool and you know just get back on track and they wanted him bears didn't allow him to even get that opportunity to go to minnesota to leave chicago to, to kind of make that happen which again should i i would think make bears fans feel good about what the bears were able to accomplish in you know a short amount of time like that video was circulating when right when george McCasney went to go pick him up around i think midnight and we're at you know uh noon now and the news is that brian Poles is going to be the next champ for the bears
0: Yes, sir. So, yes, you're listening to Chicago Audible. Uh, I'm a Little wit co-host Nicholas Moriano. Mason West should be joining us any minute to kind of get his take. Nick, as we kind of, you know – digest this uh, a little bit more obviously this is only step one Uh, we need to figure out who the head coach is and I know uh, we've heard rumblings that you know Jim Caldwell he's going to have a second interview here Uh, Dan Quinn is someone that the Bears are highly interested in uh, as well Uh, and Ibrufloos from the Indianapolis Colts Uh, out of those three guys uh, a I want to know is your gut telling me it will come down to one of those three uh, at this stage and b who do you see as being an ideal fit for Ryan Polls.
1: Yeah, so I think it will end up coming down to those three. I think uh, a lot of people are really, you know, holding hope that Brian Dable can somehow get his name to this mix of, of guys, but I think he's kind of destined to go to New York Giants and j- join uh, Joe Shane there, the general manager from the Buffalo Bills, and now obviously New York Giants now. So I think it is going to come down to those three. Personally, um, if I were to rank in hierarchy of the three guys, I like Eberfluss dan quinn then caldwell that's just how i kind of see it uh and i know a lot of bears fans and you know even you and i will like when we hear the name jim caldwell it's not that it's not that he he, he's like a a bad coach or anything like that it's just i think out of those names out of all the candidates that the bears are looking at it kind of it leaves a sour taste maybe and hey we got mason hey what's what's up? up Yay! What's up? Uh, you know, nothing. We're just
0: hanging out. No news has happened or anything like that. Uh, you didn't run home from your job or, you know, we're just hanging, man.
2: <laughs> I mean, if there was a day for this to happen, this is perfect. Uh, I'm between my, my two jobs and I was able to stop in to do this breaking news that I'm pretty excited about, honestly. Oh, good. So tell me why you're excited.
0: I kind of got Nick's take into why this is someone that kind of gets him uh, excited looking to the future of the Bears. Why are you in the same boat?
2: I'm in the same boat because it's it's different, first of all. the I know the fans were, pro, were frustrated with the process, and it seemed like same old, same old with a lot of the reports that were coming out. But I think when you really look at where you ended up, With a guy like Ryan Poles, it ultimately was was different, Uh, because you know this wasn't a guy that was in that initial list of names in terms of the interviews that were coming out. They didn't look at just one person, Um, and I think it was as early as or as soon as three days ago, it was kind of locked in like Ryan Poles is going to be the Minnesota GM, and then the Bears came in and said, "All right, hold your coffee for a second here. We're going to step in." There's that tweet floating around of George McCaskey picking, you know, pulls up at the airport, just that, you know, family touch that the Bears love and the fans love so much. So that's one thing, the process and how they got there was huge. But then also who he is coming up as someone who, you know, was a player, uh, only had a cup of coffee with the Bears when he was here, but, you know, played. He ended up going through the process of growing within an organization but it wasn't just a single... It was in a single organization, right? It was only with the Chiefs. That's all he really had. But he was under three different GMs. And all three of those GMs had different styles, right? You know, Scott Pioli was like more of a Patriots background. John Dorsey, of course, grew up with Packers. And then Brett Veach uh, was was more with the Eagles. And so it wasn't like with maybe like a Ryan Pay's where it was like only with one style that was occurring with the Saints and so you have a little bit of this mix and match and I got a chance to listen to a couple interviews that polls has done it's just a really interesting guy the way he talks he's confident soft-spoken at the same time though and already you can kind of see how he's you know starting to handle some things you know reports coming out that he is saying no I am going to be interviewing these candidates and I'm gonna be picking the head coach which is great because that's not how it's been handled in the past um and when he's talked about how he handles things like the draft he talked about how he has has seen the aggressiveness from a beach which is still good right that the champ when you see a player that you need to go get you're going to get him but at the same time timing is important and i think that's something that's really going to be important because the bears need to build up some equity some they got to get more capital and so you know I think he's going to be a guy from what he said that he's going to be able to pick his places when he does that.
0: Now you hit on a lot of things that Nick and I have touched on uh, here and there as well. Uh, One of them that still stands out to me is the fact that he was like the leading guy up there in Minnesota. So as a bears fan Mason, how do you feel about potentially, you know, poaching their number one candidate and making them kind of start all over.
2: It feels good. Uh, It really does. You know, anytime you can hurt someone from the NFC North, (laughs) it's better. Um, you're feeling good that's not the Lions because, A, I mean, who wants anything the Lions have? And you also don't want to <laughs> keep the Lions because what do they have going for them? It would have been even better if it was something like from the Packers. But the Vikings are that nice middle ground, right? Just, it's, I do think the the Vikings are going to come away with a good candidate. I think they're going to end up getting Kwesi, to be completely honest. And he's going to, I think, be pretty solid eventually. But I think right now Ryan Poles is, is a home run hit
0: home run hit love the quote there nick you gave some eyes that made me wonder did you see anything else
1: i was just reading tom paracero's tweet and you know i thought it said something else but i'll still read it anyway after hiring ryan poles as gm today the bears are working to schedule a second interview with cowboys dc dan quinn for their head coaching job per source quinn is one of three known finalists along with colts dc matt Eberflus, who interviews wednesday and jim caldwell so i thought it said like who is going to be. But mm. um, obviously those are three candidates and we, we kind of touched on, on those will earlier, but um, I think again, just to kind of talk about a little bit more on, on Ryan polls here, um, just he, in that interview with um, who was it now in the interview with Buffalo plus.com. He kind of also talked about what he learned under Brett Veach. And this will kind of sound a little familiar too. He learned about one anticipation, thinking ahead, having a plan, a, B and C. And I feel like so many times in this last regime where when, when something was not plan A or B, the Bears didn't have a plan C. They almost didn't think that far ahead to kind of secure themselves to be okay in whatever situation they were in. So it's nice that he's always thinking about it. That's what he's learned under Brett Beach And that's why, again, the Chiefs have been as successful as they are because they do have these plans. But also being aggressive is one of the other things I learned under Brett Beach. just it's all about timing," he said. Obviously, there's pros and cons with being aggressive, but that's what I—that's what you want to have in in a general manager, someone who's going to go, look, go with that conviction, be aggressive in what they believe in. But I think overall, why why this one's going to be different is like the process of how a Ryan Poles will get there to whatever they're they're looking to, you know, go in on as opposed to a Ryan Pace in their process because however that you know that process worked for Ryan Pace clearly it wasn't very consistent in terms of trying to get whoever it may have been but I, I'm encouraged that you know Ryan Poles has that kind of mentality as well and will bring that mentality now to the Chicago Bears
0: Absolutely. Uh, I stumbled across his LinkedIn page. Uh, Oddly enough, uh, as you were going here, Nick, uh, I can't add him. Uh, He has that blocked. Uh, But uh, I I did see before he started his tenure in Kansas City, he did spend eight months as a football recruiting uh, graduate assistant at Boston College. And then he jumped to Kansas City. And obviously, he hit a home run there and kept rising through the ranks. So for him to take that next step into GM, obviously, what you're able to see him do within the Chiefs organization in terms of succeeding every step along the way and even making the big jump from only eight months as a grad assistant in terms of recruiting, looking at high schoolers to now, hey, I'm actually going to be scouting college players and doing that so well that only took a year before that next promotion in Kansas City. That excites me. Mason, I'm going to hand it over to you and I'm just going to let it be open-ended. Mason, what's on your mind?
2: So... Besides just a general, again, excitement. And that, that's something that I haven't been able to have when it comes to the Bears in a, in a little while here. But, you know, now we do talk about those next steps, like Nick was talking about, the, the short list right now that Ryan Bowles is going to go through. You got your Dan Quinn, you got your Caldwell, uh, you got your Ibra Flus, And you're just hoping that it's not arranged marriage style where it's like, hey, Ryan, these are the three that you get to interview. Only pick one of these three. The thought is that he will... From what i'm hearing and what i'm seeing like he's going to get to expand on that list like those are the three on wednesday but if he wants or needs to bring someone else in maybe it's a bulls maybe it's a flores because he's got some connections to flores as well that can be done now it'll be interesting to see though how the bears handle this because there's a chance you know they bring in a Caldwell and he ends up being an assistant head coach just on the offensive coordinator side right or do you have if he does come in and i know Caldwell's is not an exciting name but do you have someone that is a little more exciting be that offensive coordinator like i've heard pep hamilton connected to a a caldwell which i would love i love pep hamilton i think he's amazing he had his xfl head coaching experience he's been an assistant head coach in multiple stops he was you know he's had his hands with justin herbert there there's he's fantastic if if that's if i get pep hamilton but it's gonna cost me (laughs) caldwell which i'm not as excited about in terms of a, a head coach candidate i would be able to swallow that 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 pill but um, really, that is that is the next step. And it sounds like the Bears are going to let Ryan Poles do this on his own. They're going to give him autonomy. And that's the biggest thing. You know, If we end up hearing in six years that he was forced to hire insert name here, obviously, no, they never changed. And we get to bang our heads against the wall again. But I, I think it'll be different just because this process has been different. This is not the same thing that's been occurring. So do I give him the full benefit of the doubt? No, but I'm giving him more than I did last week, the week before, (laughs) more than during that press conference. I'll
0: take it. Uh, Absolutely. So with Ryan Poles, uh, Nick, you and I were talking earlier, uh, and I mentioned the fact that he comes from an offensive lineman background uh, from his time in Boston College, and that area of expertise can help the Bears. I, I did find out that his dad also played offensive line for Boston College from 1979 to 1982. So if you want to know where you know Ryan Poles' love of the game comes from, it comes from his dad. Uh, and I think that's special, and it kind of shows that it's been ingrained with him uh, really ever since birth. And as someone who's running the organization uh, and building that culture Finding those right players from both a skill set and pers- and uh, culture standpoint, that excites me. That someone who's been around the game really his entire life, and I did find out too he was the 2002 uh, Gatorade Player of the Year in high school uh, in the state of New York. Uh, so just another fun fact about the Bears' new general manager, Nick. Anything else uh, that you want to kind of share about Ryan Poles or anything about where the Bears may be heading next or should be heading next?
1: Yes. Yeah, no, um, I think what we do have to mention, we're all excited, right? As we should be. But just like every other hire, nobody's perfect, right? So I think we also got to lay out, like, what is it that maybe we're hesitant on or skeptical of when it comes to Orion Poles, right? Because obviously, right now, it seems like a great hire, and we'll see how he's going to approach this, who he's going to obviously hire and be a part of that process with the next head coach and how things are going to play out. Because, look, Next week's the Senior Bowl. I would think the Bears are going to have the staff that they want in place so they can go down there to Mobile, Alabama, and start scouting and recruiting and seeing who they're going to potentially maybe draft from that bunch of players, which has a good group. So what I want to just bring up, like obviously, Mason, we talked about it. I talked about it before you got on. It's like, yes, in the 13 years he's been in Kansas City, he's had a bunch of different GMs with different backgrounds who had won Super Bowls in previous stops before – they got to Kansas City to take that GM job. But he still has only been in one organization. He's been with the Kansas City Chiefs his entire 13-year tenure. And that was something that I brought up in the first podcast we did when we were kind of going through the general managers and why I liked maybe a guy like Ed Dodds who had been through a couple of different stops and went to, you know, to end up in Indianapolis. So we need to see how he's going to transition to this new approach, this new lifestyle, a new, you know, obviously moving – from Kansas, you know, Kansas City now going to be in Lake Forest, Vernon Hills. You know, it'll be a majority of, of the time there at Hallis Hall. So that is something we need to see how that happens. Like, I don't know for you guys, when you make an adjustment moving, it, it there's a period of transition that needs to take place. But also, just getting acquainted to your new working environment, who you're going to work with, all these little things. And I don't know if we maybe we could take we can't take it for granted because everyone's different when they're kind of approaching that. But that's kind of maybe the one area where we're gonna see real quickly. But like you, Mason, I was listening to a couple of his press conferences and how Ryan Pohl speaks. It's like it's just very fluid. Like it's reassuring. Like I can't wait to get into, you know, hopefully the Bears have a scheduled press conference soon. We can ask him I can ask him a couple questions, but like it's it's gonna be nice to have a new new voice. But I did just wanna bring that up. It's a new transition, a new organization. First time he's gonna have that in the NFL. In his in his career, so let's see how Ryan Poles can handle that. I think what he's made of, what he's come from to where he's at now, I think he's capable of obviously handling that. But still got to see how that happens.
0: Mason, Ryan Poles entering Chicago. What do you think his biggest challenge is this off season?
2: Man, his big his biggest off challenge is going to be not biting off more than he can chew. Uh, just because understanding that right now the Bears have limited ammo, whether you're talking about draft. Yes, they're going to have more cap room than they have in previous years, but it's still not you know, the most in the league by any means. You know, There's a lot of stuff that they're going to have to work on, right? Whether you talk about trying to get some more youth in the defense, trying to fix an offense that we keep saying over and over and over again is broken, trying to help Justin Fields with that, trying to rebuild the offensive line. I mean, you could keep going. There, there's a lot there. So if he tries to do that all in one offseason, you're taking any resources you had and, you know, potentially flushing them down the toilet. So you really have to be conscientious with those moves you make. And some of the decisions you make are not going to be the most popular. I mean, there's a small group that really likes trading back in the draft. But that's but that's not the sexy move in the draft, right? It's like, oh, I got three more picks, at you know, two this year, one next year. Uh, but that might be the case, right? Don't overreach and just get some volume too, because yes, quality is important, but you need a lot of chomps at the apple you can say
0: all right chomps at the apple man you always have the great meta, like the great metaphors mason you really do
1: <laughs> nick real quickly you guys um ian Rapp reports sources sean payton has informed the saints that he's stepping away wow um the saint and obviously connections back to chicago from uh illinois um you know mason we talked about like hey ryan poles maybe has his own list of candidates And maybe Sean Payton wasn't on there initially, but now that he's stepping away, like, I don't know. I think maybe you have to keep your options open. Obviously, the Bears had three finalists that they were you know, coming into prior to having Ryan Poles locked up as their next GM. That's great. But if there's a chance that Sean Payton wants to still coach, then uh, I think that's maybe an option that you have to consider. I I don't know. That's just me. I don't know how you guys are feeling about that, but... That's big news for obviously the Saints, but the NFL in general. People are looking for head coaches. We don't know if if Champagne still it wants to coach, but if he does, hey, you got it. You got to give him a call. You got to at least give him a call and see what, what what's your status. Hey, you like Chicago hot dog, whatever it may be. Uh, we we still need a head coach.
0: Yeah, how do you feel about deep dish, Nick? Uh, <clears throat> you know, we can't get into so many so many details right now. But I am um, have I've had a lot of experience about sometimes things happen at the right time, and that news breaking right now feels like something, you know, maybe. And again, maybe at least you can inquire. But the fact that the news just broke about the GM hire, and then about thirty minutes later we learned about Sean Payton. Who knows? Maybe two things can kind of add up here eventually, uh, and we can kind of get a fourth candidate into the mix that inspires me a little bit more than maybe the three uh, that are currently on the table uh, with Quinn, Caldwell, and Ibraflusse. Uh, Mason, I want to go to you. Uh, how do you feel about uh, Pol's ability to maybe uh, recalibrate that Bears offensive line? I hate going back to it, but I do think that's a huge priority for him this offseason. Uh, if you look back with the Chiefs Super Bowl, right, and how awful that was, but it took him one year and he was able, you know, a big part of why they're able to kind of recalibrate the entire front to kind of help Patrick Mahomes. Can he do the same in Chicago in that short amount of time?
2: Yeah, when you look at what happened with the Chiefs there, I mean, it was an injury-riddled season that they had when they had those issues. So you could definitely question their lack of depth being a problem, um, and that being on the roster-building side in terms of being, you know, director personnel, assistant GMs, GMs, all that stuff. Um, But at the end of the day, I mean, I don't know that you're really expecting that many injuries to occur to your offensive line, especially in a COVID season and, you know, without different training camps, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But the biggest thing, like you just said, there, Will, is how quickly they turned it around. It was within one season. It's ridiculous how well they were able to do that, um, and that's with, you know, a lot of weapons still on offense. That's worth money being paid to other individuals. You know, that so you were able they were able to use their resources appropriately and be aggressive at times, um, mm-hmm. right? I mean, look at a uh, the offensive lineman Brown. I mean, they went out and they got a really solid tackle that some other a lot of teams were vying for, and so. The fact that we we've seen him that the whole front office of the chiefs be able to do that the fact that he that's something he specifically alluded to in an interview you know having that specific aggressiveness when it's needed um it bodes well for what 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 he can do with the bears uh and my thought process would be that the bears are going to let him do that too there's not like they're going to be holding him back trying to control the narrative
0: now, obviously, we're just kind of reacting to the news. We're going to have to dig in and really learn a little bit more about Polls and what he brings to the table. Nick, I'm sure you're going to try to be getting a hold of people, learn more about him. I know we have some contacts in Kansas City that I'm going to be tapping into after this episode to kind of learn a little bit more from the source. Uh, is there anything else about the Bears' new GM that you want to talk about now uh, and before we kind of wrap some things up here?
1: You know, I have a list of just some of the top players that the Kansas City Chiefs have drafted over the years since Polls has been there. And it through pro football reference, they do this by career, C-A-R-A-V, which is kind of like their, their formula of, like, here are the players that have given their draft status and what they've done over the years, um, the value that they've had. And you have Travis Kelsey as number one right now. Being a guy, you have Justin Houston, obviously Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Eric Fisher, Rodney Hudson, Marcus Peters, Don Terry Poe. So there's been a lot of good names that have come in through, obviously Ryan Poles and what that staff has been able to do in terms of identifying talent and drafting it to their team. Chris Jones, um, obviously Kareem Hunt winning back in the day, Tyson Jacks. I mean, there's, I, I can keep going on Ryan Ryan's suck up. So there's guys that are a bunch of guys that dump a bunch of different positions as well. So Obviously, we know Ryan Poles, that background offensive line, but obviously they can identify talent everywhere and know that they can bring in and solidify and retool a position that maybe the Bears just need some retooling in, whether it's cornerback or the interior offensive line. Maybe they need another safety. So there's going to be a lot of things that are going to be on Ryan Poles' plate, but just seeing kind of how they've retooled certain positions through different drafts over the years, that also gives me some confidence that Ryan Pohl's going to assess this Bears roster and be open and honest about it. Because w- Will we were talking about, that's how he is when he's going to talk to these players that get cut in the summer, open and honest, open and honest what they need to do with this Bears roster. Cause there are holes, no doubt about it, but just seeing what they've kind of done in Kansas city, obviously there's limited draft capital as of right now with the Bears in, in this come next coming draft, but it's, it's not going to happen all in one offseason, season, you guys. So just seeing how that they can kind of, you know, bit by bit kind of approach and retool. That's also gives me confidence what Ryan Poles can do here in Chicago.
0: Mason, obviously every candidate uh, that the bears were interviewing, uh, can evaluate talent. What do you think separated Poles from the pack?
2: Man, I think it was that, that diverse background is a big thing. Uh, the fact that like, I know I understand Nick's point when he's con- a little concerned about the fact he really only grew up in the chiefs organization, but the fact he was under different GMs that had very different thought processes and have been successful GMs at that. I mean, we've seen what the chiefs have done. We've seen, I mean, like I said, one from the Patriots, one from the Eagles, um, one from the Packers, like th- those are teams you want to emulate in terms of where you want to get to. So the fact that there's that background there is very important. And when you just also add in, the, we keep saying this, but just how he handles himself. And I think GM, more than even head coach, is a, a position that you've got, you've got to be a likable guy. <laughs> Unfortunately, you're calling up other teams mm-hmm. and you're trying to make these trades. People can't dislike you. Um, and that's something we saw, for example, when we went back to talk about Dodds. He just came off very aggressive. Ed Dodds, specifically, came off a little aggressive, You know, maybe a little thought his ish didn't stink kind of a thing. And you can't do that. You need to be someone that's approachable. You need to be someone that understands people. And that's something that Poles really has that he's able to, and, and he's been really in charge of it too. From my understanding, is what he's done with the Chiefs is not only was he out there, you know, evaluating players, but he was in charge of also, you know, sending other people out, taking information in, and processing that information, like actual collaboration versus what the Bears have pretended to do over the last, you know, mm. couple of years. <laughs> so, so being able to do that and to be someone who can send others say, hey what is your opinion on this bring this in. what is your opinion on that bring it in and creating a consensus a thought process is fantastic and from what i understand the committee is made of five people and all every single person had him one if not two on, on their list so to have that kind of consensus on a guy is rare and pretty fantastic
0: nick are you glad they didn't just go to someone that has like a direct relationship with bill Pullian after kind of some of the early names that came up did have that, and they were kind of thinking outside the box and did make a hire that wasn't a direct streamline from that advisor.
1: I am because look, Jim Polian is a consultant; he should consult and not be the one that ultimately is the reason why you make a certain move. Like give your, you know, give your your recommendation, your advice, all that great stuff. But this is still the Bears' hire. This is ultimately going to be George McCaskey's hire. And I kind of like that the Bears did go in that direction. Now we can all have our um, skepticism about George McCaskey, and, like being the guy that has to you know sign away on that. I get that, but it does it, for me it does feel a little reassuring that it just wasn't a, a Bill Polian like, hey, I think you should go with this guy, and no one has any say. So, and uh, uh, why not that that shouldn't be the hire? So I do like that, and you know I wonder if. Again, we'll look at these head coaching candidates. Obviously, Jim Caldwell is someone that does have a connection to Bill Pulley, and We'll and we'll see how that all plays out. But to answer your question, yes, I do like that the Bears kind of, you know, made this move themselves, really, and got some advice probably in doing it. All right, let's play one
0: round of Over Under. Uh, tomorrow by 4 p.m. Chicago time, we will know who the Bears will be hiring uh, as head coach. Or is that going to happen before or after? I guess over-under as well, but let's go to Mason first.
2: Uh, So by my understanding, those three individuals, right, are coming in tomorrow on Wednesday to have those interviews. So I'm going to say after because I don't think it's going to be any of those three.
0: Nick?
1: I'll go after as well. I think Bill Pullian's an early riser, though. I think they're early risers, and we'll get those interviews started in the morning. But I will go after as well
2: all right uh, Mason go to you for final thoughts again so just in general it's a it's an exciting thought process for multiple thoughts you know reasons again process being different it's someone that has been sought after I mean he was a finalist not just this year and for multiple teams but last year uh, it just didn't work out for some of those other teams so clearly the league thinks very really highly of Ryan Poles um, I've, I've I've always compared like the GM to head coach comparison like GM's a lottery. Like, I throw some numbers out, and, like, I hope for the best. I But but compared to, like, a head coach search, we have actual data. We have some stuff we can look at. That's more like if you're playing, like, sport if you're going to sports bet. We don't know what really heavily was going to – how a GM's going to turn out. We can suppose. We can hope for the best. Um, but we can't put too much right away. Again, expectation. The Bears should not turn around next year. We just don't have the resources for it at this point in time. But – we should be looking for that incremental growth. And that's going to be, that's really exciting because as far as we can tell field Yates, for example, is just on ESPN 1000 talking about how he expects Ryan Poles to be building through the draft. That was something that in theory, Ryan Pace said he was going to do and it didn't happen. But so if this finally does occur and they're actually building through the draft, that's pretty exciting. And even just, you know, for me personally, it is really cool and interesting that you have a black GM and a black quarterback. it's just something that as a kid i never thought i would see and it's something that's very exciting for me
0: that's tremendous and yeah that's uh that's very exciting just in general for chicago and when you look at ryan poles and his ability to rise through the ranks as i mentioned that's something that gets me really excited for our future here and nick i'm gonna go to you so i can mute and kind of clear so i can end the show on a good note here
1: yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I'm glad that the Bears, you know, made a move that in consensus that that panel of five were they had that conviction to say, we, we can't let this guy go to Minnesota. We see something in him to change this organization around. And like Mason just alluded to, we're going to have to wait and see how that kind of happens. We're going to probably get a press conference where Ryan Poles says all the right things, you guys. Everything you want to hear as a fan is probably going to be said. But, obviously, actions speak louder than words, and we're going to see those actions really taking place pretty quickly. Like, this is going to be a fast process. I'm, I'm expecting the head coach to be done before the end of, I would think, Friday to be completed. That's just what I'm kind of expecting. So, once that happens, like, then the groundwork gets going. We built that staff together. Who are you going to have here? And now let's go to the, let's go to the Senior Bowl, start evaluating. You're going to have the combine a month later, and things are going to start picking up and those actions are going to be really showing rather than the words in this opening press conference. But I'm excited uh, just to see some change in this Bears organization, hopefully change that alludes to that sustained success that we saw in Kansas City for, for what is a while now, competing and being in that national, that game, Buffalo versus Kansas City. Who, what Bears fan would it love to have their team, regardless of the outcome, be in that game? like that's what you're hoping that we can potentially get and it's going to all start with ryan poles and what he sees as his you know trajectory for this team and what he needs to start with and like i said that's going to start real soon but i'm excited we're all excited here and can't wait to see that that process really start to get going it's going to take me a
0: while to get used to ryan poles like every time i hear ryan in the puff my brain goes pace (laughs) and i have to like stop myself and go nope Polls. So it's going to be something that takes uh, a little bit of time, kind of like a 17-game season. Uh, you guys really did excite me uh, with me being under the weather. I, I heard Poles' name kind of going, on you know, murmuring around the last couple of days, but haven't had really much energy to kind of dive in myself. So you guys taught me a lot about him. I was able to kind of do some research on the fly, but overall, I'm excited about this hire. Uh, it does seem like the Bears are going with a different approach, and as you've already kind of mentioned, it's going to take some time to really give this a fair... Assessment. Uh, every GM needs a few years to kind of establish, you know, their base here uh, within an organization, building through a draft, bringing in your free agency classes. How you manage it how you manage the cap as well. Uh, it's going to be interesting. And as we know in the NFL, rookie windows uh, in terms of contracts for quarterbacks if you have the right quarterback, can be something you can really take advantage of. And I would love to know what Ryan Poles' plan is to kind of find a way to expedite that retool to see if we can take advantage of those remaining years on Justin Fields' deal and build a team around him that we can succeed with. And based off of what you guys both told me, I think he can be the guy for the job. And let's see if he can also make the correct moves to get it done. All right, I'm going to call that an episode. I want to thank everyone here who watched this live. I think there's over 400 people here uh, on the live show for uh, you know a Tuesday afternoon with breaking news. Uh, that's tremendous. If you're new to us, uh, we've been covering the Chicago Bears for seven years. We have some exciting things happening in our immediate and long term future. So make sure to subscribe to this channel, give this video a thumbs up, and if you're listening to the podcast and you haven't yet, uh, make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That way, we can reach more Bears fans like us and yourselves. So the next time you hear from us, I don't know, maybe it'll be after Ryan Poles speaks. Maybe we'll talk if breaking news happens about a head coach hire. Uh, It really depends on when everything is going to kind of come out. But we'll be definitely back this week to talk more Chicago Bears and their future. But Ryan Poles is the new general manager of the franchise, and we'll see how it all shakes out. Until next time, Bear Down Chicago. (laughs)